0: This morning, and I hope that you have them. We're going to turn to a couple of places. Go ahead and turn to, uh, first of all, the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And when you find 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, mark your place there and turn to the book of John chapter 2. So the first place, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and then the Gospel of John uh, chapter 2. And we'll start in John chapter 2. uh, and uh, we'll go ahead and, and read uh, the text here. And then I'll kind of explain uh, some things here as we go. And so if you have all that, let's go ahead and stand in reverence to the Word of God. Uh, just two verses. And I uh, want to read uh, one verse, explain some things, and we'll read the third or second verse. And then you all can be seated. And so again, just happy Mother's Day. I'd like to bring a little message uh, to our moms today. And, and certainly, application could be made to any parent. Uh, but John chapter 2, verse 5. Uh, notice what the Bible says, his, that would be Jesus, his mother, that would be Mary. So his mother saith unto the servants, and here's some of the greatest advice a mom could ever give, whatsoever he, that is Jesus, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. That's some good advice, isn't it? Right? Amen. Uh, listen, mom, uh, that's, that's right there, some great advice, Amen. And uh, certainly a challenge to all of us that are parents today. And, uh, you know, uh, here we have the mother of Jesus, Mary, advising some people to do what what Jesus says. And and again, I I think that's wonderful advice. And and I think about many of the mothers, no doubt, across time and history, that have given that advice to their children over the years, whether it was their son or their daughter, that says, you know what, here's what the Bible says, here's what Jesus says, here's what Jesus did. And I think that's something that's wonderful and a blessing. And I hope that you have that memory in your life, whether you are a mom or recall your mother saying something similar to you. But let's go to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse seven. First Thessalonians chapter two verse seven. We'll read this, then you can be seated uh, after we pray. But First uh, Thessalonians chapter two verse seven. Notice this example. But we, and Paul was just talking about how he treated believers there. He says, but we were gentle among you. And he gives an example, I think, of probably the greatest example of of gentleness, uh, this side of heaven. And he says, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. And the picture there isn't a medical nurse like we would think, but it's a nursing mother, uh, which is very special if you think about that. Uh, And so again, uh, we're looking at Mother's Day. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. And the title of the message today is A Mother's Advice. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings of life and love, mercy, your grace. Father, certainly one of those blessings is a mother. And uh, although, Lord, uh, most know I didn't grow up a Christian home. I actually was saved before my mom got saved. But, Lord, she did get saved but Lord, um, all my memories of my mom are good. And uh, Father, I'm sure we all could say that uh, today, that we're all thankful uh, for our mom and, their, and her, her influence on our life. And Father, we just thank you for that. And I pray for uh, those that uh, are you know, mothers, maybe their children are grown and have children of their own, but they're still a mom. And, uh, Father, I pray for young mothers today as well. And, Father, just pray that it will be a special day for each and every one of us. Speak to our hearts. Father, most of all, I do pray if there's anyone here today that's not saved, Father, that they would accept Christ as their Savior and be forever saved. And, uh, Father, I pray that, uh, again, uh, that when the invitation is given, that decisions will be made. And, Father, I pray that you'll be uplifted and glorified by everything that is said and done. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. You can go ahead and be seated. You know, I mentioned earlier that Mother's Day can certainly, and I probably mention this every time I preach a Mother's Day sermon. Uh, And depending on your situation in life, Mother's Day could, you know, certainly mean a lot of different things for different people um uh you know uh, there i think of those that over the years that i've known that were trying so hard to have a baby to be a mother and, and and couldn't for whatever reason that may have been uh certainly it could be a very difficult time uh sometimes we're at odds with our mother aren't we you know it happens you know don't you know we we, we understand that that happens and it maybe you're in that situation this morning i don't know uh, and and the, the sad reality of it is, is that sometimes mothers do fail us. Um, sometimes that happens. Uh, or maybe your mother is, is no longer with us, as Miss Sharon uh, reminded us in that wonderful song she just sang. Um, and there might be some mothers here today that have wayward children. You know, that's always heartbreaking, is it not? Um, uh, there may be some, some mothers here that are going at it alone. And certainly that's something that's prevalent in our society today but whatever your situation may be i I just want you to know this first of all uh, you know and believe you me as a dad i wish i could go back and change some things concerning my children but i want you to know whatever your situation may be first of all know this that god loves you amen uh you know god loves you and uh certainly if there is some concern even a little hurt in your heart today god knows all about that And I just want this message to be a blessing, uh, and and an encouragement, and and maybe even a challenge in some ways uh, for our mothers today. I, as I said there a while ago, as the children were handing out the gift bags, you know, this isn't an easy time to raise children. Certainly, that is true. You know, the uh, world—I know I mention this from time to time—the world de-emphasizes a lot of things that that are important to God. And one of those things probably very near the top of the list is de-emphasizing motherhood. You know, motherhood is not really seen in a great light these days. It's seen as something that's oppressive and and not fun. And a lot of this has come through different equal rights movements, the women live movement, women's live, that is, movement. And a lot of young women uh, have grown up or been taught or conditioned to think that the what we might call the traditional mother and i'm saying biblical mother as something that is beneath them like you deserve something better than to raise children that's dangerous amen And you say well preacher that's your opinion no that's that's god's opinion anybody that rightly reads the word of god will see right away uh, the importance of motherhood. As a matter of fact, I believe that this has a great deal as to why our society is what it is today. Uh, and besides that, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a, any job. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you look at young mothers that, that are, you know, trying to do what they're supposed to do. In other words, trying to live the biblical life and, and, and do and love their children and care for the home, care for their husband. I can't think of any job that takes more energy more time, more patience, courage, just good old-fashioned intestinal fortitude, <laughs> amen, wisdom, intellect, and just good old common sense than being a traditional mother. I mean, you just, you just line up any occupation there, uh, and, and a mother has to know how to do many, many different things, amen. And that's just to, to take care of the home, And uh, so again, I thank God for for godly, biblical, we might call even traditional mothers. You know, I I believe this, uh, ladies, I I just don't think we need the modern mother's way of thinking today. Amen. I I just don't think we need that. I think we need to to get back to some things that weren't only strong in American society, but certainly what the Bible teaches us. We need God-fearing mothers uh, who are interested in the right things. First of all, her children's soul, you know. Uh, then, you know, we need ladies that are more interested in their child being saved than they are keeping up with the latest fads, right? For some reason, we want our children to fit into a lost and dying world, but we don't encourage them to have a relationship with Christ. Um, be interested in their children's eternal life instead of their success in this temporal life. You know, one of these days, parents, the only thing that's going to matter in your child's life when they stand before God is if they know Christ as their Savior. Nothing else will matter. Nothing else will matter. You know, moms that want children's, their children's relationship with Christ is put far above the relationships to those in the world their children standing before God instead of their children's social status. So important to see. And so I thank God for traditional, uh, that is, godly, uh, we might even be more specific, biblical mothers. You know, I love to study, not so much anymore, there was a time when I just loved to study biographies uh, about great men and women of God. And, and most great people that you read about, particularly men, they all usually have one thing in common. Uh, almost always they speak of their mother's influence, even more so than their father's influence. I've always found that fascinating. Um, And certainly we understand, again, if we want to be biblical, the best way to rear children is for those children to have a father and a mother. Amen? I mean, that's the best way. That's God's way. But we know sometimes that isn't always possible uh, for various reasons. And I'm not promoting uh, single motherhood as being equal with having both parents but I will say this, that you will find a few people that, that had uh, a bad or absent mother figure in their life, and, and they, they turned out good. Um, uh, you'll, you'll, in other words, you'll find a few good people that, that were raised only by a father. It's possible. It happens. But it's my experience just studying people's lives and even knowing people personally that 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 the great men and women that, that many of them they had no father figure because he was a scoundrel and ran out, but they had a wonderful mother. You find that story a lot more than you find it the other way around. And I believe there's some significance to that. And so the influence of a mother, I want to tell you, Mom, it's a great thing. It's a powerful thing! Amen! Uh, but ladies, this power you know, can also be seen on the negative side as well. We certainly understand that. Uh, and so, so again, I just want you to understand that, that the traditional mother is something that is, is very important. Again, traditional biblical mother. And I want to share with you a Bible story about a man who grew up to be a great man of God. And really, it begins with his grandmother. And we don't know the, the details of everything, but we could assume that this grandmother of this man that we'll focus in here on a little bit uh, had brought her daughter up in the admonition of the Lord and, and taught her the importance, no doubt, of, of not being unequally yoked in marriage, but yet the daughter, it appears, would end up marrying a non-believer. Sometimes our children just don't do what we instruct them to do, do they? Sometimes we don't always do what God instructs us to do either, do we? Right? And so, so again, I think we could assume some things there. And, and certainly even in that time, just like today, it was, it was hard uh, being a single mother because it appears that, that this daughter, uh, either the, the, her husband, her, her uh, non-Jewish husband had died or abandoned the marriage, we don't know. But all of a sudden she finds herself being a single mother. And so Grandma, uh, it appears that uh, her husband um, uh, most likely had died as well. And and so we find this. We find Grandma and Mom living together, raising this young child. By the way, his name's Timothy. And we don't know all the details about Timothy's upbringing, but, but we do know that his grandmother, whose name is Lois, and his mother Eunice shared with him the Scriptures. In this particular case, the Old Testament Scriptures. And that they not only prayed with their son, but they prayed for their son. Amen. Can't express that enough either, praying for our children. And these women, I believe, were so close to God that, that they were some of the first converts in the first century, the early church century, some 2,000 years ago. And by the time young Timothy has reached his teenage years, he has such a reputation as a Christian now, as a believer, that the great Apostle Paul took notice of him. Now I go back to his grandmother and his mother. And the Apostle Paul would give credit to both of these God-fearing women. And so ladies, if you want a good example to go by, I I would have you study the lives of these wonderful women. And we know that Timothy would go on to be a preacher of the gospel. And in the Bible, we find two letters or what we call two epistles written to Timothy, First and 2 Timothy, by Paul. How valuable is the mother's advice? I'd say it was pretty valuable, wouldn't you? All of us today have been blessed by those two epistles. And so I just want to share a few things that, again, that we learn from the upbringing of Timothy, again, by his grandmother and mother, um, and, and some advice, uh, I guess, from, from really two godly mothers. And number one would be this that let's tell you what, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's go ahead and go there first. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And number one would be this. Here's some of mother's advice. And I've already mentioned it already. Number one is we need to teach our children to pay attention to the scriptures. Amen. To the Bible. Listen, Mom, one of the greatest things your children can see you doing is reading and studying your Bible every day. Can I get a witness? Yeah, amen. One of the greatest things your child could ever see you doing is reading and studying the Scriptures. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And Paul is talking about Timothy here, and he says that from a child... Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Where do you think he learned about the Holy Scriptures from? From Grandma and Mom, right? He says that thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So we have not only a grandmother, but a mother that had obviously exposed Timothy to the Scriptures. And I believe the wordage there teaches us that this was something that began even as he was an infant, something that always blesses me when i hear it from those that were brought up in a strong christian home is they they'll say i never remember a time without the influence of the bible amen if you're one of those children today i envy you and you ought to thank god for parents that brought there was never a time in your life that you weren't aware that there was the word of god amen doesn't mean you understood it all but you knew that it was the word of god amen So, hey, that's that's one way. Uh, Again, is pay attention. Teach your children certainly to pay attention to the Scriptures. A godly mother doesn't have dust on their Bible. Amen. And Timothy is a small child. Again, he was exposed to the Scriptures. No doubt they read him the Word of God. Probably even when he could not comprehend it. But as he got older, I'm sure they studied the Word of God with him. And they shared those wonderful stories in the Old Testament of Noah and Jonah, perhaps, the parting of the Red Sea. They made it a point to provide young Timothy with every opportunity to learn the Bible. Amen. You know, they, they need to learn the Bible more than they need to learn just about anything else. Amen. I already have it. I've written it down already. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7 says, Hear, O Israel... Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Now notice what he says. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So parents, first place the word needs to be in your heart. Verse 7, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest, when thou liest down, and when, th- and when thou risest up. Amen. See, Scriptures isn't just bringing your kids to church, or in some cases sending them to church. It's you being in the Word of God. This looks like to me at least daily, right? No matter what you're doing, you ought to be looking for opportunities uh, to share the Scriptures. Amen to that you know uh again though i just want to want to help you ladies you know if you want the the word of god to be in your child's heart first of all it has to be in your heart right and and maybe hey i get it i I understand this world does not make that easy and maybe you've been struggling in that area maybe you're not where you need need to be but as i said a while ago god loves you and you can begin today amen Hey, I'd maybe love to see a family that that, doesn't really, that hasn't really been in the habit of, of, of sharing the, the verses with their children at home to go home tonight and do that. I challenge you, amen? And if you're here and your mom's not here, uh, uh, some of you children, you young people, go on home tonight and say, Mom, Dad, let's sit down and read a Bible story together, amen? Who knows what might come out of that? You can begin today. To expose as much of the Bible as you can to yourself, to your children. I'm just trying to tell you, God loves you. It's never too late to start. Amen. Begin today. Be committed to to church. Amen. To Sunday school. Sunday evening, Wednesday evening. Become a student of the Word. So that you can teach your children the Scriptures. Amen. That will help them more than anything. I believe, too, we need to teach our children about what real faith is. And what I mean by that is not just sharing the information the Bible says about salvation, but as I say from time to time, when I'm talking about faith for us believers, it's our body of belief. In other words, it's our life of faith that we live. Um, faith is faithfulness. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and, and mothers, listen, uh, you, you are called, dad too, to be a great example of this. Notice what uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 says. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, uh, uh, again, Paul talking to Timothy, says, When I called to remembrance the unfeigned faith that was in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. You see? Grandma, Mom, and this young man. Unfeigned means a genuine faith. It's, it's a real faith. It's not an occasional faith. It's not, a, it's not just a a ceremony from times, uh, uh, some show that we might put on, you know, occasionally, every Sunday, every once in a while. Listen, it's, it's showing our children faith that is seen and lived out in all aspects of our life. Amen? And children need to see that from mom. They need to see it from dad, too. But these two women, they had an unfeigned faith. That's what that's talking about. It's not talking about, hey, listen, you may be very well saved, but we're going beyond that. We're talking about faithfulness. And what was the result? Well, that faithfulness also dwelled in Timothy as well. And praise the Lord. I mean, hey, listen, folks, is that not what we want? <laughs> you know, I think we're so concerned about a career, about a degree. Hey, listen, listen, if they're where God needs them to be and they're in the will of God, they're exactly where they need to be. Amen. That's what's important. It's teaching them to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Amen. Now, I want you to understand, this doesn't mean that Timothy inherited his mother's faith. That is not possible. But Timothy was raised around a shining example of what a Christian ought to be. Amen. That's the hope for America, by the way. That's the revival of America. It's God's people. And this faith was so real. Uh, this was, was two sold-out women to the Lord, and it impacted Timothy in a mighty and powerful way. And I have no doubt it can happen today as well. So our children, you know, our children really know how strong our walk with God is. And, you know, I'll just say woe is me on that one. But parents, what do your children see concerning your faith? You know, what do they really see? That's an important question. What is your, your faithfulness teaching them about? Again, about God himself, about Uh, the Word of God, about, you know, prayer, uh, church, you know, what is your faithfulness teaching them? Are you providing a home that encourages genuine faith? I can certainly do better. Number one, mothers need to pay attention to the Scriptures. Number two, pay attention to what real faith is. And then number three, mothers, we need to instill, pay attention to what we instill into our children. Um, it's so important what we allow our children not only to see but hear you know your preacher if you come to church here i'm all the time talking about the the eye gate and the ear gate amen you know the eye and ear gate that's where everything comes into the heart Um, and i fear sometimes uh, sometimes it, it just takes time to grow sometimes maybe out of ignorance i don't know certainly i'd like to go back and redo some things that i allowed through my children's ear and eye gate um i haven't always got it right but i fear that we are teaching our children more about being pleased than being pleasing you know this whole entitlement society that you and i live in today it's crept into the church and it's crept into a lot of children's lives as well amen and i think we think it's normal you know, i think we think well that's okay but again, a close examination of the Word of God would show something different. I'm not going to teach on that, but I just challenge you to look at that sometime. In other words, children ought to be a blessing. They ought to be meeting the needs of others. Children ought to be taught how to serve in the local church. Amen? Teenagers ought not come to church and find a pew and sit down and slope down in the seat and wait for the stuff. But they ought to be up opening the doors for little ladies, helping them out of the car, holding an umbrella for them if it's raining. Boy, that's good preaching right there, Amen? Maybe some of us men need to do that too, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Servants, amen. amen. How they learn how to do that when they're little, amen. Praise the Lord. That's good preaching. I'm telling you guys, this is good stuff. Y'all get a hold of it. It's wonderful. There's been a shift, I think, for the worse concerning humility in children. Don't you? Would you believe? Would you agree with that today? I think we'd all have to agree with that. Whether you're a Christian or not, I think you'd have to agree with that. Uh, reverence for adults, you know. No ma'am, no sir, yes sir, yes ma'am. Don't hear a lot of that today, do you? And I fell in that area myself, you know, with, with my children. I see children saying things to grown-ups that are really just disrespectful. I see children... Listen to me, ladies. I'm trying to preach over here. I see children who don't even think about having a servant's attitude at all. Right? And again, that's something that we have to teach them. And I believe moms, probably more than dads, can instill in your children these wonderful qualities that can stand out. And those things are noticeable by others. Uh, Some of us, maybe a little longer in the tooth, may understand a little better maybe than most but maybe all of us understand is it not refreshing to see a young person with a servant's heart is that not a refreshing thing to see is that not a breath of fresh spiritual air when when a young person whether they're five years old or 15 years old or 19 years old has a servant's heart does that not bless your soul amen it blesses mine hey listen they got to be taught that that respect and Courteous, well mannered, hardworking. I've said before, there's nothing cute about a sassy three year old. It's not cute at all. Because in 10 years, she'll be a spoiled 13 year old. Amen. Timothy, he had this wonderful reputation. I'm running out of time, but in Acts chapter 16, we won't go there, but, but even as a young man, he was known as a strong believer. And what I mean by that, he was serious about Christ. Listen, as a child, as a young man, he had a good reputation. People spoke well of him. And again, us as parents, nothing blesses a parent's heart more than to hear nice things said about their children. Amen? That does me. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it certainly blesses my heart. But again, we must instill those good qualities if we desire them to have those good qualities. Hallelujah. And by the way, it's possible because we have everything we need in the Word of God to do so, to raise our children up in the admonition of the Lord. So this isn't about, uh, this isn't saying, okay, you're failing, you're failing. This is saying that, hey, we have it all right here. You, hey, listen, you can enjoy these things in your own family's life. Amen. And everything that we've looked at this morning is all because of a godly mother and a godly grandmother. Hallelujah, that's shouting ground. This mother... It appears, I, I want to be careful, I don't want to imply anything that isn't true, but it, it appears that she made some mistakes in her youth. You know, obviously she, as a Jew, she shouldn't have married a heathen. We don't know all the details, but, but certainly she, she made some mistakes. And mom, you've made some mistakes. And dad, you've made some mistakes. And mom and dad, you're probably going to make more mistakes. That's, that's not what this message is about. But it is to help us. You know, to be a, today a godly mother, to be a godly parent, and you can do it starting today. And here we have an example of a godly mother without a father that raised a fine young man who loved the Lord. What more could a mother ask for? What more could a mother ask for, amen? I mean, is that not what we all want today? I want to see my children succeed academically and maybe even a career or what have you. But none of that is even close to the top of the list. It's not even, it's not even the, you know what I'm saying? They're being obedient to the Lord and sold out to God. That's their success, amen? And whether they grow up and make $50,000 a year or $250,000 a year, I don't care, <laughs> amen? Because it's God that will bless their life. Amen. I want us to turn to Proverbs 31 and we'll be done. I don't think we could preach a Mother's Day message without going to the book of Proverbs chapter 31, right? And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I encourage you to read Proverbs chapter 31, ladies. I think it's a great a great text there uh to uh to read, particularly the last part of the the chapter. We're just going to read two verses, and we'll be done for today. But Proverbs chapter 21, verse 27 and 28. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. You know, to me, I don't think a a greater thing could ever be said of a mother than that whether that mother has a lot or little you know you know the social you know whoever that mother is wherever that mother is in society in the world today i don't think anything this side of heaven could ever be said about a mother than that right there and ladies i want to tell you one more time that god loves you and you can be you can be the mother that god's called you to be amen can't do nothing about the past but you can do something about the future can't you and I think most of the ladies in here today would agree with me that no matter how old you get, you never learn how, you never stop learning how to be a better mother, do you? <laughs> it never stops. Never stops learning how to be a better father. Oh, if I could go back and change some things just about being a daddy, I, I would change even things a year ago. <laughs> and certainly it's true about ladies as well. But I want to say thank you to all you mothers out there today. I know you might get weary sometimes, but you keep up the good fight. Your children are worth it. They're worth the sacrifice. They're worth the trouble it is to get them here to church. They're, they're, they're worth everything that you've got to do to keep them uh, spiritually nurtured. It's worth the fight. It's worth the work. Amen? Maybe there are some, and this could be for any parent tonight, and I, I'm one of these that maybe you've missed the mark in some areas of your motherhood. Maybe you've missed the mark in areas of your fatherhood even. But as I said a while ago, begin right now. And The first thing you need to do is if you want your children to be committed to the Lord, you need to commit to the Lord first. That's where it begins, is commit to the Lord. And I want to say to those out there that maybe their mother is struggling, maybe they're not the biblical example, maybe that they could be. I just want to say this, you love your mother, amen, honor your parents, but as I look back on my life and growing up in a uh, an ungodly home, what I mean by that is it wasn't Christian. We we you know I didn't grow up in a Christian home at all. And and I I, I mean I, I praise the Lord for my mom, my parents. I was taken good care of. You know, it's not that I had an unhappy childhood. But what I am trying to say is is that we can learn from our parents' mistakes in many ways. We don't have to follow our parents' footsteps in everything. And I know sometimes we have a sense of loyalty. There's a sincerity there that we want to honor our parents. And, and I, you know, sometimes children are torn between honoring God and honoring their parents. And I know that's difficult. But, but I'm just trying to get you to understand that, that you love your parents, but you can learn from their mistakes. What I'm saying is you can learn what not to do. Amen. Amen. And we as parents, sometimes we have to admit that. We have to say, um, you know what? You know, that time when I said this or I said that, I really wasn't seeing that the way I need to see it. I'm talking to parents. And and son, daughter, I'm sorry. I didn't handle that the way it should have been done. Here's what God says. That takes a little humility, doesn't it? But it's worth it. It's worth it again this isn't about being the perfect parent there is no perfect parent (laughs) the only perfect parent is god the father (laughs) amen so i I don't know about you but whatever we give this invitation there's so many things we could pray about this morning in there i I mean i want to pray for myself as a dad i want my wife to pray for herself as a mom we need to pray for herself as children God wants to, listen, God wants to bless your life beyond anything you could ever imagine today. But first and foremost, you've got to know that you're saved. You've got to be saved, amen. So if you're not saved this morning, I encourage you to get my attention. And we'll get somebody to take the word of God and you can accept Christ as your Savior. Maybe there's just some moms or parents today that need to rededicate their life. Maybe make a new commitment uh, in the things of God. Uh, whatever the case is, I just know this you can leave here a lot better than you came in You can leave here with a joyful heart uh and and uh really understanding again uh, a mother's advice amen, so let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and Miss Layla's going to come and play for us and you step out and come at any time you want to come and do business with the lord and husband, I'd encourage you, if you're here with your wife, maybe just come on down and you all pray together, maybe if your children are with you to gather them up and Come and pray over them. Come and thank God for them. Whatever the case is, I encourage you to come. Father, we thank you for this day. and Thank you for the blessings of life, your love, your mercy, your grace. So many things we could think about right now, Lord. But I just pray that whether we just want to come and pray that we be the mother and father we need to be. Or maybe we need to come and pray that we be the the child that we need to be. Maybe we just need to come and pray for our mom in some way. Pray for our parents, whatever the case is, Lord. I, I really believe that you would bless in that, Lord and Father. I think that if this altar would fill, uh, with people with servants' hearts and humility, dear God, that, you might even be able to bring some healing in, in some families' lives today, Lord. Only you know that and what's going.